0: Soccer. The whole crew is here. We back. It's a lot of things going on in the soccer world. But before we go into today, I got something for you. Let's start with you, Cladius. I did some research, doggy dog. Hey, you know me. When I do my research, I find things. Now, the last episode, Cladius, you 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 felt you felt dis- disgusted when I brought up Nanny's name for. Euro 2016. Do you have any thoughts on that? Do you you want to apologize to Nanny, please?
1: Uh, No, no, no. Go ahead ahead and drop. Go ahead and drop.
0: Euro 16. Cristiano Ronaldo had three goals. Nanny also had three goals. Apologize to Nanny. Nah. Nice work, Nanny apologize. You made it seem like I made up nanny balling for no reason. I remember. I have good memory, man. I've done a lot of things, but I still remember things. Still don't want to apologize to nanny? He gave you the same amount of goals. Isn't that what we care about?
1: Yeah, that's what I said. Great job. Thank you for your contribution.
0: apologize to him. Now, he
1: was the captain. Hey, hey, hey. hey, hey, hey. Sometimes you got to pay for the apology.
0: Also, I looked up Remember when I asked Clay to say, Hey, man, can you tell me a legendary Cristiano pass or assist? He mentioned Bayern Munich, Real Madrid champions. We got looked it up. He didn't have no assist in those two legs. Zero assist. Apologize to me. Now, mm-hmm. yeah, see? All mm-hmm. right, guys. You see it, guys. Cristiano fans. People say I'm a hater, but I did research, I did the truth. You guys can figure out who is being a blind witness and who's being objective. But anyways, a lot of hot matches, a lot of hot L's. Let's start with Ephraim. Unfortunately, Manchester City, Manchester United had their iconic Derby. It's been a little one-sided for the last 10 years, and the trend continued. Man City won 3-0, and then... Couple of days later, you come back, Carabao Cup, reigning champions, playing the team that you beat in the final, Newcastle, and they wipe you down 3 0. So, uh, how do you feel, you from? Do you think this is just a product of Disgusting. the injuries? Or?
2: I think this is a product of just extreme rot. And I've, you know, I mention this every time we talk about United and whenever there are woes that come up and things that happen. It's just like, yeah, you'll get a bump when a manager gets sacked or comes in and, you know, you'll get second or you'll get third and you, you'll look like, oh, there's hope, there's this, that's there's that and the other. Oh, man. But no, it, it's it's a combination of, yeah, there's some injuries that are involved. At the same time, I just don't know that I'm going to continue using injuries as an excuse. Uh, you know, some of the fans wanted the, the young kids to play. A couple of them did. Mean shit, uh, you know, so I think it's just a, a problem with player power, um, a problem with the Glazers still being in charge, a problem with not having a football director instead of a banker, uh, being in charge of all football operations, you know. So I just think it's a combination of all that stuff, man. It's just, uh, man, it's just embarrassing, you know. So I don't know, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it does. I, I I almost feel bad, but I can't. Nah, you I'm shouldn't.
2: Sure. You shouldn't. Cause I ain't never feel bad for any team. I'm, been, I'm still made I'm my, team.
0: my team is still in the desert, okay? play this reminds me every day when I start to get too happy. Hey, man, where's your Champions League at? I, I, hey, man, I'll never have it. Maybe. Unless I play football manager. It all comes full circle, Anthony. See? But, yeah, man, I feel you. When you're going through this abyss, I can give you advice as a Fan that hasn't seen their team lift the trophy, a league trophy, and 19 going on 20 years. I think, unfortunately, it's going to get a little more worse because, you know, in sports or in life, you always hear that, oh, when you get to your rock bottom, you can overcome things. But as we know in life, realistically, your only rock bottom is literally death when they put you in the dirt. And in a football club's existence, it's relegation and relegation and yeah. we know Manchester United isn't going down to the fourth division or you know to that abyss of the National League and things like that but as a major club it does seem that you guys are at a standstill and do you think that is it 10 Hag's fault or is it just like you said the infrastructure is poor so everything will crumble under that
2: I think yeah, you at some point you're gonna have to start asking questions about the manager, right? So yeah, there there's gonna be some blame f- from him, you know. Uh, going back to that city game, and not just the city game, but obviously it's one of the more uh, ones that we remember the most. So yeah, like the, the the questionable lineup, you know, those kinds of things. Like, and they ask him why he changed the lineup like he did. He just he just says tactics. What, what kind of freaking tactics were to to be three 0 down? And look embarrassed by all the good passing that you know was happening, not just with Manchester City, but with Newcastle today. Their fans were in there, you know, doing the Olay shit. You know what I'm saying? When the uh, when the passes were going to each player, like that's embarrassing in your own stadium. Like what the hell kind like, of shit is that? But anyway, yeah, it's 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 it's, it's a combination, man. It's not just in Hog. He's gonna have to start bearing some blame. But it's like it's it's just the rot everywhere. Like literally everywhere, and even in the stadium, literally. It's falling apart, so. Yeah, it's tough, and I want to shout
0: out Clayton's boy, Lewis Hall. Just sold him to Newcastle. He scored. I got to shout out my young brother, Joe Willock. you know, Arsenal Academy product. He scored, and then, you know, uh, I don't know, man. When I look at Manchester United, I think you're right. I mean, I know you're right. The infrastructure sets up everything. As a man that used to be a Commanders fan, when your owner is bad, everything is sad. I'm going to tell you that right now. And what you're saying is correct. Ten Hag, hey, he won a trophy, but it's tough to go to that next level. Because I think also, like you mentioned, not having a sporting director influences how poorly your transfers are done when it comes to overpaying for players, not getting certain positions needed and filled and sorted. So it is frustrating, but do you think what is your, uh, you know, what what would be a successful season for you looking forward? Since you know you're not able to retain your Carabao Cup, there's still more things to play for. So, what is a successful United season for you?
2: I mean, I don't know, man. At this point, it seems like any European uh, Cup for next year, right? Like, not even. Not... I don't know, man, like top four, obviously, but man, it don't even look like it's going to be that way this, this season. So I don't know the European, some kind of European play. Uh, that's, that's kind of where my standards are right now. It just doesn't look like it's going to be, you know, successful. I don't have hope for Tim Hogg staying around. It's going to be another cycle of manager probably coming in. What's his name? Potter. Uh Clay, this is old boy. Uh, oh, no, Brad Potter. I've been oh. hearing, I've been hearing, yeah, I've been hearing some rumors about like uh, if uh, Ratcliffe is the one that that takes over the the sporting directing part of the club, he might want somebody like Graham Potter. So like, come on, man, like that's that's the kind of shit we're hearing right now. So I don't know, man, uh, Europeans, give me give me some Europe next year. That's that's kind of what I'm looking at.
0: I dig that. Now, let's go to the blue side of Manchester, you know, reigning treble champions. Four time reigning Premier League champions, or three time going on four, we think, anyways. Manchester City, you guys won comfortably. You guys playing the Carabao Oh, no. Hold on. Did you guys? Oh, yeah. You guys lost in the Carabao Cup on purpose already, so to get some extra rest. But what were your thoughts on the Manchester City victory, Anthony?
3: Uh, I said it a couple weeks ago uh, after we lost two in a row that we were about to get on a a winning streak you know one of them 14 15 match win streaks and watching us play against uh united even though they they're struggling like even said they got that rock going on over there (laughs) my team looking good man um even with these new additions beyond uh i almost felt like pep because vardio lost the ball like three times and it easily could have been uh two nil three nil uh, in the first 20 minutes but he recovered calmed down and ever after that it, we we had a nice grasp on the on the match um Holland, two goals and assist Foden, he got his um and doku man i i what i want to say is this team with our additions we we have no weakness and I don't want to disrespect Kevin De Bruyne, but, hey, man, he may have to look for a way to fit in if 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 he comes back and things are clicking. So um, this is, it was a nice one to see. Once Doku came on, I like how he made a fool of Bruno and uh, Anthony. So that was nice.
0: Now you mentioned no weaknesses, Anthony. I put in the group chat a, while, a couple weeks ago when The Athletic wrote the article about how teams are attacking Manchester City's left more than ever, mostly to try to take advantage of Guardiola and Doku. Now, I noticed this match, Grealish started, and that was one thing that the article mentioned, that Aki and Grealish are better controlling players, better defenders, tracking back, pressing. Do you think, and you mentioned it yourself, that Vardio was a little like like a days ago a couple times and a better team could have taken advantage of it do you think moving forward that you'd like to see Aki more coming back to that left back role or do you think Vardio you know with more time he'll get accustomed to the system and no problem
3: you, you know me man Mr. Pivotal's my guy uh so i would love a key there but i honestly think he's he's nursing an injury and i think it's kind of hush hush earlier in the season he he got hurt it was like a, a thigh or some muscle injury but he came back pretty fast and i don't think from over the summer that he ever recovered because even towards the last year he was battling injuries and so i think um he needs time to rest like fully fully heal uh and just the amount of matches that we were playing had him run his body maybe to the ground uh, faster than necessary, not heal properly. So Vardiol's out there getting um, more reps than what usually would be needed if the key was fully healthy. So I would love a key out there, but um, I want I want my players healthy. So if that if it takes till after uh, December him to come back and be able to play a left back role fine. Um but is good so he can if it just rotates key left back Vardio at left center back that's perfect. But he was he he made some wild passes uh, against United and if that was against Tottenham and let's say Suns on the counter or um shit man if it was Crystal Palace with Zaha there, you know, like some retro shit it, it'd have been a goal easy. And so um yeah we just maybe not weaknesses but we got some kinks to sort out
0: and uh your theory makes sense anthony because according to transfer market shout out Claytis. you know he used this uh to look up rafael Liao's stats for portugal recently and they are a great source for you know players especially all types of things but according to transfer market's injury history for Nathan Aki from April 19th to May 1st he had a muscle hamstring injury and then from May 7th hey six days later y'all brought him back and he hurt his hamstring again hey man yeah that brother hey man (laughs) and you know he'd be playing Nations League for for, yeah you're
3: right yeah Yeah. Mr.
0: Pivotal (laughs) is definitely dealing with the hamstring injury like you're saying and yeah that's a good point because those things linger it's no joke yeah for sure now you know let's let's enjoy some more happiness you know before we get to the sadness that cladis and i will bring (laughs) marcus you guys did well man you guys are advancing in the Carabao cup and it looks like uh you know it was a tricky match 2-1 against bournemouth but hey in the end nunez i guess i might as well say it that's my champagne goal of the week uh Terrible first touch, but man, (laughs) what a shot. Uh, And before this match, you guys wiped up Nottingham Forest 3-0. And before that, you guys wiped up Tolisa 5-1. So, I mean, you guys are in a nice run of form after beating uh, uh, Everton in the Merseyside Derby. So, how do you see things in Liverpool right now?
4: Hey, man. First off, you already know how this is going, man. Free my guy. Lewis Diaz is father, man. Let that man go, man. Don't let that boy be in Venezuela. You know, let that boy go. <clears throat> but I think we inspired by that right now, especially the last two matches. Um, I think it's a lot of good form. Um, we're giving uh, Ryan a lot of minutes. Uh well, he got hurt also recently, so we kind of ticked him back this game, but he getting a lot of minutes because Curtis was suspended um Jata look kind of decent um Darwin everybody know what that is you gotta take the good with the bad um Sabasa bro that's that's like Stevie G reincarnated in a better version no lie like and we just getting a lot of poaching goals honestly I think like right now we if you kind of watch today Gakpo's goal was a poach like we we got we getting a lot of ricochet goals um so I think I think like how you said we just in good form, we not hurt, and we able to rotate. Like today we played Matt Tip, Kwanza, um Joe and freaking um the Greek Scouser, because you know Andy out for a month. So like the we us playing this week run the games right now is kind of good because we like giving people debuts, and we be able to rotate. So it's a good time right now, bro. Just like I said, man, Free. we we losing Diaz. We we really want that boy back as soon as possible, but, you know, we understand, so, you know, get, keep continuing getting them dubs, and y'all, We we I'm going to continue watching y'all take them L's, man. Sorry about that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're not. That's why you said it's so cool like that. <laughs> <But> I, <laughs> I agree with you, though, man. It's a sad situation with Luis Diaz and his family. I'm happy that the police were able to find his mom, but we definitely need Papa Diaz back with his family in Colombia safe and sound. So I hope that happens. But um yeah, you know, we might as well get into my squad uh, Arsenal moving real dodgy in the streets. Um even though we beat Sheffield United 5-0, that was nice. The first time Bukayo Saka got to wear the captain armband. He played well. Eddie Nketiah with the hat trick. Tamiyasu with his first Arsenal goal. That was cool. But then we have a London Derby and a round of 16 of the Carabao Cup. And for some reason, we always struggle against West Ham. Uh, Shout out to Fabianski and Kostas Mavropanos, former Arsenal boys that started for West Ham. Mohamed Kudus, Ghana's best player. One of my favorite players. I wanted him to come to Arsenal. He scored a banger on us while that killer clown Claytis gave me. Kai Havertz was looking foolish. Uh, you know, when, when it comes to supporting Arsenal, you know that this club does not take the Carabao Cup seriously or it's just something in their brain that for some reason it makes them not focus. because Arsene Wenger <laughs> coached Arsenal for over 20 years, won the most FA Cups ever, never won the Carabao Cup. To go back and look at the last time Arsenal won the Carabao Cup was the 1992-93 season, which is also the first year of the Premier League, okay? We were babies at the time, okay? Cletus, were you even born yet? Hold on. I don't think so, no. He wasn't. He wasn't born yet. No, he was. He was, my bad. Yeah, he was, a, he was just born like four months after the final. So, I mean... It's crazy, man, when you look at Arsenal, all the talent they have. You want to compete for everything, especially in a competitive match like a derby. You look at West Ham, they played a very strong team. Their captain, Kurt Zuma, wasn't there. He's dealing with a little injury, but they played a strong squad, and so did Arsenal. When you look at Ramsdale in goal, Zinchenko, Gabriel Kivar, Ben White with the own goal. Yeah, I'm not calling you Benjamin. I'm calling you Ben because you're moving foolish. Jorginho, another clown that Clayda sold me. Fabio Vieira doing nothing. Uh, yeah, It was it was a it was a joke, you know, to watch that show. But I am happy for Mohammed Kudus. Looks like he scored hey Dan, four I times a in the last six starts. Go ahead, my G.
4: Sorry to cut you off. What why is why is Jorginho playing over Partey? Well. Thomas Partey's injury,
0: all-star. You know, Arteta said recently that that brother sits down and he don't understand it, how much he be sitting down, you know. So that comes to the reason why they didn't sell Thomas Partey, but I feel like they should have just sold high on him. I wanted him to go to Dubai or Juventus. Teams were interested, but we didn't pull the trigger, and now we see the results. Not getting in another midfielder. You're bringing that community service agent, Mohamed Elneny, on the pitch to play against Sheffield United, but he didn't see the pitch today. So I don't know. With Partey, salute to him. He has a baby on his way. So maybe he don't really care about playing right now. He's just trying to make sure his seat pulls up peacefully. But, uh, you know, more stress, more stress. Claytis, even though Chelsea is doing their thing, you know, the Bavarian boys, Munchen, they they moving geeks. They lost today in the DFB Pokal Cup to FC Broken 2-1, 96-minute game winner by Marcel Goss. What are your thoughts, brother?
1: Yeah, unfortunately, I couldn't watch the whole game, but I was watching pieces Um, when Byron first went up before halftime from what I was reading and listening to it seemed like we weren't really in control. We were creating chances, but again, we were being clinical up top and nothing really changed um, throughout the game. And then second half, it seemed like Kim had made a mistake, which let them niggas uh, score the second goal. But this again, shows that, you know, this team isn't dynamic at all. There's no real creativity throughout the team It's more. So whatever individual brilliance, Sane, uh, Musial, and Kane can produce is what we're going to roll with. So it's, it's really sad that we're knocked out of the DFB Cup in, in the, what, third round or, you know, in our case, this is the first round. Yeah, the like, second round. Yeah, like, <laughs> just, like this is really embarrassing for this being your second year as coach. You know, this happened when you took over the team earlier. You know, we were on course for a treble and – you lost the DFB Cup game again because there's no tactics, no creativity um, within the team. And then the same thing happens again this year. So I'm pretty sure, you know, red flag is going to go up because this is a game that like over the weekend, how Byron won 8-0. This is one of those games that you are actually expecting that 8-0 scoreline and not to see that and then losing the way, you know, we did is, is kind of sad. But on the bright side, Chelsea did get the win over over Blackburn. So, oh, not Blackburn or Blackpool. Yeah, so happy about that. Um, hey, always- hey, hey,
0: don't go to happiness. We hey, need more sadness. Hey, 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 where hey, you,
1: you going? Hey, <laughs> uh, honestly, I think um, what, what they're looking for in this Byron team is stability. And with Tuchel, you know you're going to get dry football and maybe better in defense. But honestly, since he's came in, Barnes leaked in, in my opinion, more goals, has never played a real, you know, stable, controlled game since he's been here. So it's it's a lot of red flags. But again, people keep wanting to say that's early in the season. We're still letting Kane, you know, figure it out. But Kane isn't the only person in on the team. So yeah,
0: and he didn't play today. You know, he was allowed to rest because you would figure a team as powerful as Bayern Munich doesn't have to play an all star team to beat a third division squad, but because Bayern Munich is so talented, you guys did use a lot of key players. You know, like you mentioned, Kim did make a crucial mistake. DeLick got to play. Alfonso Alon- Davies started. Noor is back. Kimmich started. You know, your front four of Moting, Tell, Muller, and Sané, they should kill these guys. Like you mentioned, you're right. To wipe a team like Darmstadt down 8-0, and then the next game you lose to a third division team. It is disgusting and embarrassing. And quite frankly, it is a fireball offense, but we know it's not going to happen because, you know, the season's too early and you guys are competitive in the Bundesliga. But this year, you guys can all answer this too. I'll expand it to all of y'all. And do you guys think that Bayer cruising is, you know, A better challenger compared to what we saw from Dortmund last year because I think so and I think Leverkusen they can win this league especially if Tuchel stays around
1: yeah I think um what they offer is more like a relaxed football because the attention isn't so fixated on them as like oh they have to be the one to beat Bayern Munich to end like this this run but like when you look at them. it's like they're just playing really great football. So, like, you're not really, like, looking at the pressure that's, like, kind of being, like, put on them. You're just really just appreciative, of like, the football that they're playing because Liverpool hasn't been, you know, this – I will not say this great, but haven't, like, produced this well in quite a long time. So, I think that's what they're more so enjoy enjoying and, like, they're kind of focused on. If, let's say, this season goes and, like, they continue to play good and, you know, they finish out with, what, one game or, like, one point behind Bayern Munich – and next season, then you can say, like, the pressure's really on them. You're really looking at them to go a step further to beat Bayern Munich.
0: What say you, Marcus?
4: It is no pressure <clears throat> on, on Leverkusen, in my opinion, but kind of like how Clay said, because, like, it's not expected. It's so much pressure on Thomas, especially now. You just dropped this cup, like, if you don't win Champions League, you don't win this league, I think Bayern going to move on. Like, if he don't win both, I, I, regardless, even if he win the league at the end of the, of the season, I, I think they move on. And I think this year with Leverkusen, with uh Dortmund still, like it's multiple people competing. It's multiple times that Thomas can mess up on the tactics like he did today. So, um, yeah, I, I think I think Leverkusen got the best chance, like I said, because there's no pressure.
0: Ephraim, is Harry Kane cursed? And will he help Leverkusen win the league with Jinx and Bayern?
2: <laughs> I don't know if he's cursed. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I really buy into all that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, I can see Leverkusen making a move. I mean – they got, I mean, yeah, we look, they have their, the X factor of uh Shelby Alonso, Alonzo, um, but they have, they have finished second before, <laughs> but it wasn't close. So Let's not act like that was a, a close uh, run, but they, they have a chance this year of, of of making a run for it. And, and like you said, winning the league, I, I fully agree with that. Uh, Dortmund bundled, bungled the league last year. They had a chance to win it. They didn't, they lost it at home in the last match of the season. Um, you know, I don't think, Lever- I think Leverkusen showed this year already that they could stand up to Bayern a little bit, uh, you know, so yeah, I-, I think that they have the best chance of of making this a very competitive uh, season in the Bundesliga.
0: Anthony, I got a stat for you. Bayern Munich, or excuse me, Bayer Leverkusen has scored 50 goals, <laughs> 51 now goals in 14 games. Do you think this firepower can knock down Bayern Munich?
3: Uh, yeah. I want to say if um Tuchel stays there, yeah. If, if, if he stays, it will happen. So I I believe it. And then um, where's uh Alonso? Is he uh, about to be managing the? Those Blancos soon,
0: maybe yeah.
3: Okay, yeah. This would be a nice little uh accolade in his uh trophy trophy closet. You know, winning the Bundesliga, stopping Bayern's uh dominance. I think it's yeah. I think it's time, man. And his system, what he has, it's it's cool. It would be nice. It would be real nice to see that. So I'm gonna go yeah. I'm gonna say yeah. They're gonna do it. For sure.
0: His system is very impressive. What they do with that 3-4-2-1, which can morph into a 4-2-3-1 with Jeremy from Palm pushing up to play the right wing. That double pivot with Granite Xhaka. I can't believe I'm saying it, but yeah, I miss Granit Xhaka. Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah. I need
0: that boy in my team. Because when I look at my team and I see, see little boys like Fabio Vieira, I see Kai Havertz, I see no heart. I see Arsenal fans turning on Martin Odegaard. Hey, man, it's getting crazy out here. But I listen, guys. If you guys aren't aware out there, listen to when Anthony speaks about Thomas Tuchel. Because last year he was the first brother saying that Tuchel was going to be fired fast and that Chelsea wasn't going to get in Europe at all. He was right. So hey, listen again, y'all. That's all I'm going to say.
2: But um Hey Dan, quick stat. Hey. Leverkusen has been runner up in the Bundesliga five times without winning. So, and I think that's the most, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. In the 2000s, Clay just let them know by Leverkusen. Oh my God. Niggas used to <laughs> never cruising. Remember? Hey. Never cruising. They're never
1: winning it. Did you just to make it even clearer for you, you didn't know who was buying and who was buying Leverkusen? That's how close it was every year. <laughs> okay. It was so sick. Man. Thing, uh, what was it? be 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 something by leverkusen they had like a different nickname so you never called them byron just leverkusen
0: yeah never cruising man (laughs) they never was going to get it i mean even remember this streak guys 97 runner-up 99 runner-up 2000 runner-up 2002 runner-up and that same year they were also runner-up in the champions league thanks to that zidane beautiful volley that he scored so yeah man never cruising oh my goodness They are the best team in Germany to never win the Bundesliga. So if they finally do it now, it will be a big deal for sure. Now, let's talk about that El Clasico real quick. Jude Bellingham, two goals, Barcelona won, including a game winner in the 92nd minute. What did you guys think about this match and Jude's performance?
3: Well, I'ma go first because I don't know if it's if it's documented on here because I try to keep it under wraps. I used to be a Jude hater because he didn't come to the City. But man, oh man. <laughs> that guy he, he might as well run for president or overlord of the world. He he's got it. He he's really a beast. Um, that banger is my champagne goal. I'm gonna say it early. Um, from Jude. Uh I think at one point I saw him pointing at his head to Gavi. It's like, hey, yo, <laughs> you point at your head to the opponent now, not just your teammates telling your the opponent to focus. This is getting out of hand. It's crazy. And and then the final goal, right place, right time, showing that his IQ is is is, is up there. It's football, soccer. It's not about um, it's not all about, you know, goals, assists. Ayo, hey, it's really simply put where you are on the field and he knows how to be at the right places at the right time and it's it's getting kind of insane it's it's absurd you uh, know It's it's amazing to watch we got something we got a treat fellas <laughs> we got a treat that's all
0: dude bellingham i've been a proud member of that fan club and i'm hey you're always welcome anthony
3: thanks man I'm, I'm 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 part of the club now you know he's Welcome. he's tight yeah I'm, I'm i'm throwing my hands in the air too you know like like him so yeah the, the jude celebration i guess he's
1: you know what's funny about it was uh what was it uh, aguero's Agüero does like the live reaction to games so for the second goal he's just like in the camera man like man this Jude guy, man, just look what he does. Just gets lucky. I'm like, man, you was a poacher. Well, what, what are you talking about? Poacher goes golf, Relax. Just you mad because you signed for Barca and you couldn't play for them. And then your man's rocked on you. Let it go. Let it go. But nah, man. Jude. Jude. <laughs>
3: He's probably He's mad. He still has to fake a heart injury because his man left. Hey, First hey, warm, hey <laughs> But yeah,
1: wouldn't be surprised, man. You know, you know that that's family right there. They probably orchestrated that from the jump. Mm-hmm. That's a little payout for yeah. from um,
0: conspiracy uh, on, on,
1: on top of the city, on top of the city pay. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. Oh, come on, man. He even got a little side job with with Argentina. Right, right before the the semifinal, and there. Come on, man! Don't don't play me, don't play me. Another now, thing, my fault, Clay. go oh, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Let, let it run, man. You know, another thing. Since we talking
3: about, I guess former city player, uh, Gundogan. I loved his response to yeah. the loss. It shows the culture that he came from from city, uh, winning team and supposedly football heritage going over to barcelona and they weren't pissed after losing the the classical like that that's <laughs> insane to me he, he 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 didn't come up in uh la, la mieza wherever fuck it's called he, he he ain't from there he 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 ain't a, a little a little tyke that grew up watching these players ball and ha- have that passion behind it like yo we ain't about to lose to to real madrid nah he, he he's somebody who dreamed about being uh, a Barcelona player wanting to be a part of the heritage and win, yada yada yada, and he comes from a treble-winning team to, to, quote unquote heritage to see y'all lose and and whatever was going on in the locker room, they were smiling, giggling, it, whatever it was, it made him say, "I don't want to get in trouble for saying it, but I expected more," and that's that's good to see that yeah they they some clowns over there, and that's 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 tragic, that it ain't nothing. Yeah, Guerrero don't need to be pointing no fingers at Jude. All eleven at Barcelona need to have their heads looking down. They need to be sad, ashamed for themselves. Besides, get ten players. Put it like that.
1: I mean, he's playing with kids. You know, you, you should have expected the hunger was not going to be there. He should have went to you know to Madrid if anything. But overall, I think the a classical at first with Barca scoring kind of early, it put a lot of pressure on Madrid to like react. And they did start off quite slow. I think they were trying to find their footing. Um, Rodrigo is kind of flat. Uh, Vinicius was very flat. He was, I think he was just kind of like trying to rile up the fans more. So just kind of just play football. And you saw that in a lot of moments, like, you know, especially with where Ancelotti had to drag him like, off the field, like bro, I don't got time for you in this right now. Like get the fuck off. Like he had to drag you off. Um I don't think he made much of an impact, but when um Carlo made those substitutions with Modric and um and Kamavinga and then I think Lu as well, I think that kind of like freed up a lot of space um for the attackers kind of move into space and also for Drew to be like that second um runner in into the box. That's how he got his his second goal but that first goal man that, that, that was crazy. But again, it just shows like his determination and like his desire to want to be a Real Madrid great. Uh, Even before the game started, there was a press conference They asked him, like, you know, this is your first uh, classical, you know, are you looking forward to? How do you feel? And my man said, I'm about to have a lot of fun out there. So that just shows you like, you know, how like what his mentality is and like what he wants to achieve and how like dedicated he is to it. Um and that's why I've decided not to you know push my propaganda against Jude Bellingham for the Copa award. You know we we hundred percent believe that Musiala should have won it, but based on Jude's performance this year at Real Madrid, we know we're we're gonna we're gonna stay back.
0: Ephraim, from what are your thoughts, man, on El Clasico?
2: Yeah, uh. I think, I don't know, maybe I can speak for everybody and say, yeah, I think we're all kind of, you know, enamored by the success that Jude has uh, shown so far. I don't know if any of us expected him to stand out like this. I, I think we expected greatness from him or at least him to be a really good player this year and maybe kind of take a season to, to to step into the role. But, man, whew, I don't know, man. This dude is uh, – we may have to have a whole show about him one day. Um but uh, no, I thought it was—I thought it was like you know, that that first goal that he scored, unbelievable, and then just the, the grit to to kind of get that second goal uh, from Madrid and and then win it. I mean, like you said, I I kind of feel what what Anthony said about Gundogan—like he's coming from, you know, winning in the Premier League, you know, like trouble winning big games against Liverpool and and Manchester United or whomever. Uh, you know, playing in big matches in, in in the Champions League, and yeah, he's playing with kids, and he's playing with 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 guys that don't have that passion. Long are the days that are gone that are that were with Pepe and and Ramos and and uh, Puyol and and all those guys that 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 really brought the fire out of El Clasico. So uh yeah, I don't know. It may take a while for them to get there, but uh, but yeah, man, congrats to uh, Real Madrid and uh hey Jude I guess right <laughs>
0: yeah but hey man I'm not gonna lie to y'all I was very impressed by Gavi, man that little guy now I understand the hype he was, he was running around he was now that he's playing deeper in midfield I see the Iniesta you know comparisons because you know when Iniesta started he played DM he also could play on the wing number 10 and that's what Gavi has been doing but now He's playing deeper this year because they already killed Pedri by playing him too much. So Gavi has to do more now. And that little brother was doing his thing. Even like y'all mentioned, he was barking. Jude hit him with the hush up. But after the match, I saw it. Jude walked up to him fast, dapped him up, showed him love. Camavinga walked up to him fast. like You could tell the Real Madrid players were like, yeah, that little nigga's a baller. And a reporter, let me try to find the gentleman's name. Or this, uh, yeah, Adria Albetes, Barcelona journalist, sh- salute to you. He mentioned that in the locker room, the people that were the most sick was Ronald Araujo and Gavi and Enigo Martinez. So Gavi was in the locker room sick. Gundogan wasn't talking about Gavi. So I think that little brother, he got a lot of heart. He has a bright future. And now I know why Lewandowski told that brother to sp- learn how to speak English because... <laughs> He about to go get paid in the Premier League, but uh, Klay, is Lewandowski uh, a ghost now. What's up with him, man?
1: Yeah, man, that's that's the product of his decision. Um, Whoa, he won, but he let he led
0: the La Liga in goals last year, and they won, they won, and he won the league, right? Yeah. Whoa, well, he said he tried to x him out.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, you know, and then this ties into the the whole Ballon d'Or thing about the goals and being a complete player. When you look at, you know, Levy at Bayern Munich, I felt as though, although he scored so many goals, he was also a complete player. He was more of a team player. He offered so much dynamic, like, you know, throughout the front, he could come play in the midfield. Like, he did a lot, but now when you look at him, now it's like you're watching a kitten play. Like, you don't see, like, that beast that's really, like, hungry to score goals, hungry to get on the ball to make that pass, like directing his teammates. Like he feels, I feel like he's playing on like gear two, like vacation mode.
0: He is and, 35 years
1: old. Baby. Hey man, I'm about to say, man, don't saying, call him a kid, man. That man he getting just old, I I don't, but that's the thing though. Like La Liga isn't as physical as Bundesliga is. It's a lot more technical and a lot more like, I won't say fast pace, but like you kind of have to play on your feet a little bit more. But you know, I feel like Levy still has capability to do all that, especially with his his fitness and like the way he trains, he could definitely play at the La Liga level. But I also think within the team that he's in right now, like it's not he's not being demanded to do as much as like Embaran. Like Embaran, if he was to fuck up, like miss a chance, like I'm Mull gonna be in his ear, like, yo, what are you doing? Like score, like. That's a perfect chance. Like Ribery is going to be there. Somebody's going to be in his ear and be like, "You need to put that away." Like, we're going to give you more, but like, yo, you need to kill these off. But like, here at Barca, it's like, "Oh, I didn't score. I'm probably gonna get another one. I'll just wait. I'll see." Okay, whatever. Like, there's no like concrete. Like, we need you to be Robert Lewandowski from from them. So he's gonna fall off. No Ballon d'Or coming his way. All that, all that he thought he was gonna win, It's a dub.
0: <laughs> well, we might as well get into it now because Ephraim had to move on and do something for his job. Salute to him. Anthony, you're about to leave in a few minutes, so we got to get your thoughts. Lionel Messi officially won his eighth Ballon d'Or after it's been reported for weeks that he was going to get it. There's a lot of blowback to it because many people, including myself, I think we all here, <laughs> think Erling Holland should have gotten it. What are your thoughts on the process, the voting, and even how they they made them boys all stand up and give Messi a standing ovation? <laughs> that shit was hilarious.
3: <laughs> yeah, I saw another um, angle uh, of a, the clip of the standing ovation, and it was when Speed, the YouTuber guy, was there, and he started, I guess, barking, and then people started standing up um so he people were like yo he calls the standing ovation because <laughs> because people were sick uh but with Messi, man i don't want to sound ignorant but we all know what it is man it's payola um uh, i'm glad he they gave it to him let's get that shit out the way I mean, there's no way they can give it to him again he's in the mls and if they do then just just fuck it all um I was telling, I was telling like friends of mine, like man, that's why the real awards are won on the field. Can't take a treble away. Can't take my the first Champions League at Manchester City away. That's Holland. Holland was part of that. Um, so people know what what really what really happened in twenty twenty three. Cole Mugliani, if he would have hit it a little more to the right, who knows? Messi's not standing up there. Um, a lot of stuff could have happened, and um instantly after he got that award, you can see the payola-ness behind it, because he's taking a Jordan-esque photo with gold rings and Adidas. Yeah, what like, the hell is that? Sponsored, sponsored by Adidas. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, how do y'all have this ready already? Like, I think it was Claytis that said, like, oh, that David Beckham uh deal paid for this. You know what I'm saying? Like, David <laughs> Beckham instigated this. I'm like, yeah, like, I didn't know Adidas took part in the the the, the Ballon d'Or uh, voting. Hey, you know, so awesome. hey, I
1: don't, don't want Let me just. I apologize for stopping you, You're but right. I said this over and over again. The Ballon d'Or is a campaign race. You need a campaign for the funds. The funds <laughs> pays people off while mm-hmm. they're voting. And Man City, no offense, bro. This. You're like Ted Cruz or like what's his name, uh, Desantis, hmm. trying to go against the Bush family.
0: I'm about the to send you guys. It's like, bro,
1: they have, they have the money.
0: I'm about to send you guys Damn. an article that I read a few months ago from breakingthelines.com. great soccer website, and this is the headline: How a Japanese electronics company influenced the winner of the Ballon d'Or. Okay. So, yes, hey, so it's, yeah, it's from the <laughs> 70s, okay? This is how they were cooking it up back then for Kevin Keegan to win Ballon d'Or. So, yes, Ballon d'Ors are political
3: it, and uh, corporate
0: awards.
3: Uh Correct me if I'm wrong, Dan. I, I read something and it said that it's the journalists that vote on this award. Yes. And uh the players vote for the UEFA Player Award. And that's what Holland won.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um okay see hey clay to your point i'm saying we not all journalists are, are as stand up as our guy dan you know and uh a little a little payola here and there
0: that's also okay. a payola a mess. too guys by the way because you got to realize this hey, man. it's
3: all payola because
0: uefa of why course is you, why is uefa gonna give their player of the year to leonor messi when he won the fifa world cup Holland won the UEFA <laughs> Champions League. You you got it. That's It's all political awards. There was a time when FIFA realized where no one really cares about our awards, so they linked with the Ballon d'Or to make it the FIFA Ballon d'Or. And then FIFA was like, nah, man, we just making your shit hot. Then they broke off and made the FIFA World Player of the Year award again. So a lot of times they do try to conflict each other. And then because the Ballon d'Or was originally European Footballer of the Year award, And now it's not. It's for the whole world. Then UEFA made their player of the year award to enhance the Champions League winner. So it's all pale and propaganda. And that's why I've always told you guys individual awards don't matter to me because I know I've already known known how corrupt it is, man. It is spooky out here. But uh, Marcus, what are your thoughts, man?
4: Individual, because I think Rodgers should have won that shit. Um, but say it. yeah, but UEFA player I do league, if, say,
0: if he won, if he scored the game winning goal in the Champions League and won the UEFA Nations League, yeah, he should have won that exactly. At least.
4: Exactly. So, um, I thought uh, a couple things I thought that were funny. Um, MLS won Premier League zero. Um. Also, what was that? How Mbappe was sitting there dolo, and the whole Man City crew got up. And he was just looking so sick. Thought that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, Messi. I don't know how he. I guess the World Cup made him win, but Di Maria. If he didn't have Di Maria. I, I don't think he would have won the World Cup. If he didn't have Julian Alvarez, they wouldn't have won, they wouldn't have won. Um, McAllister certain games.
2: I mean, he only had like
4: when we when we look at it, right? He only had like three games. He he did some amazing shit. Most of the time he was just getting penalty. Yeah. But uh, whatever, man. Congratulations <laughs> to the coach, man. I ain't <laughs> yes. gonna hit on that man.
0: Yeah, Anthony, I know you gotta go soon, but uh you are not lying. That pick of Messi with his rings are disgusting. Because what the hell do rings have to do with the Ballon d'Or? But uh I'm like, you... yo,
3: where'd those rings come from? Yeah, I had to look disgusting. zoom in. I'm like, yo, did they make these for this yeah, moment? Like, yo, this is crazy. <laughs> um, so it just it just it just set it up that yeah, not only Messi got his eighth or whatever number it is, but now the MLS, like there's a there's a picture going around, it's like the Premier League zero Ballon d'Or winners, and then the MLS it has like it, it had eight and it's like eight different joints. It's like oh dang that's all messy. And so now the MLS has a has somebody with the with the gold ball, you know what I'm saying, in the trophy case. And you know, come over here, adidas, look at us. We yeah. won. we winning, 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 you know. So I see the, the narrative, and it's cool, man. You know, bringing up the sport. Uh, you let the legend go out on top. Even though it's like you can tell, it's like all right, man. They give him that pat on the back, but you know, look straight. He won, and <clears throat> they can't deny whoever's up next. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's all that matters. Even if it's not Holland and it's Jude. You know what I'm saying? Like get this man Messy out the way, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like we we want to acknowledge ballers now. You know what I'm saying? Like not not legends living off legend shit. So
0: come on, man. And before you go, man, I got to give you one more propaganda to enhance that political machine. Adidas, who they also sponsor? Real Madrid. <laughs> so, hey, 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 we lost Messi. Yeah, Jude,
3: hey, come here, boy. That's, yeah, that's what I already said, it, man. Holland's not getting it. So, let's just, it's about to be Jude. He's, hey, if they, if they win La Liga. I don't want to give them the Champions League because I want to give that to City. But it, even <laughs> if they make it to like the 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 semifinals or or finalists, he damn near may get it.
1: Nah, you know they will. They'll be like,
0: oh man, I don't remember a midfielder scoring this many goals. Watch, they yeah, gonna, come
4: on, man. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you don't see the narrative? Yeah. It's already he got more goals than Zidane in the amount of games he played yes, at uh, Madrid. Yes.
3: Yeah, yeah. Benaz deserved man he's a baller but that's why it's like all right if it had to be a time and I don't care Holland didn't get the award but we got the Champions League that's fine whatever messy scram so now we can open it up for real ballers can get acknowledged not like he wasn't a real baller I'm just talking about not old niggas and young players up and coming now getting acknowledged for what they're doing actively in the sport.
0: Yeah, we're not giving out lifetime achievement awards. This is supposed to be the most prestigious individual award in the sport, and he basically won it because he did well in four weeks. Yeah. So, so
3: yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, quick, I'm gonna reiterate my champagne move was Doku, uh, causing Anthony to try to foul him and <laughs> waving his finger in his hand. You know, <laughs> hey, just, just, just know that's class, man. If you make somebody try cut your legs off man that's that's a baller right there so especially when champagne goal is no i'm sorry i just wanted to cite your
0: point because you're right because anthony imagine you being brazilian and you're seeing an african european styling on you that confused him
3: he was glitchy. I did like, feel hey, like there was a little like ra- that. I, I did feel like there was some racial tension behind it too. Like uh, like, hey man. <laughs> like, yeah, only only uh person of this pigmentation that's supposed to be cooking me is Vinicius. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, Hold on. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think Anthony really didn't like that. He he was trying to go for it. he was trying to murder him. Yeah, he was
0: sick, but hey man. Salute, Anthony. Yes, Definitely sir. all right, fellas. Yeah, man, be cool, man. But yeah, yep. man. Now it's down to the three of us. Marcus, it's about that time, man. Ain't there an MLS match on right now? I know the NBA is hot too, but uh, what's going on in America, man?
4: Hey man, you know it's your about... boys
0: are playing right now, Columbus.
4: It's about that time. We've been on a break. We on a hiatus. It's a lot of shit going on. We in the goddamn playoffs. But before we get deep into that, let's go into that wild card week. We only had two matches, man. So um, we'll run through them. It was Charlotte versus Red Bull NY. Uh, Charlotte put up a little fight, but New York was, up, was ready to get to the playoffs. They got up early, 4-1. Charlotte tried to get back in the game, 4-2. Then my homie, I don't know his how to pronounce his name, got him a hat trick. They got up out of the 5-2. KC versus San Jose, that shit was dry as hell. It went to penalties. KC got that. So then we going to load us up. We already deep in the. I mean, we not deep, but we already got one game played in the playoffs. ATL versus Columbus right now is the last game of the first round. The first round matchup is St. Louis versus uh Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City got that first 4 one. Houston versus uh Real Salt Lake. Oh, this is the west side, so I could let uh. So if you know, if you didn't know, uh, Houston versus Real Salt Lake two one. Uh, L A F C. Versus Vancouver, 5-2. Seattle versus Dallas, 2-0 to Seattle. Uh, on the east side, we got Cincy, the number one seed, versus uh, Red Bull NY. Yeah, Red Bull. That wild card shit, it ain't going to keep going. Three zip for Cincy, first game. Philly versus uh New England, 3-1 also to Philly. And uh, Orlando versus Nashville, 1-0 to Orlando. It's still 0-0, Columbus and ATL. Hey man, if you don't go ahead and get checked in on that on that uh playoffs. But if you don't want to watch it, you can just catch a next week with the next reload of the MLS playoffs. That's been the MLS men and we out, man.
0: The show blessed up now. Uh Claytis, I know you you wanted to say more about that Ballon door, man. And I want to give you that space because this is a conflict that we go through. And, you know, I don't think Messi winning the Ballon d'Or is the end of the world, but I do think that this might have to change the way we look at awards because, as we mentioned before, the Ballon d'Or was more about the best all around player that influenced a multitude of ways the game. But then, Cristiano and Messi became so dominant as goal scorers it just became the best player who happens to be the best goal scorer as we move away from that era moving forward do you think that the award will go back to what it used to be the best all-around player because you know we're already talking about Jude Bellingham being the leading man but it seems that the only reason why he is the leading runner is because He's a great goal scorer now all of a sudden. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think this time around, um, messing winning the ball d'Or door is definitely gonna raise a lot of eyebrows as to what the criteria are and how they're gonna be judging players um, you know, based on for their performance. And we also need to establish um a timeframe, like what is the the age, I mean the time frame that we're judging these players is it from the start of the season to the end of the season the start of the season to like what um winter break you know we need like to know what specific timeline that they're using to judge players so we know that we're not gonna have a player who performs shitty all year round and then goes to a tournament in the summer and based off his performance in the summer he's gonna win a ball you a feel me point. like that, that that you feel me it doesn't really like incorporate the player's achievements and it doesn't include his his negative as well as rates him with his competitors let's say you have Mbappe who's you know next up to win the Ballon d'Or, but you know let's say the best player in the world right now is Luis Diaz you feel me but then Mbappe was trashed the whole season but then goes to the Euros and drags France to the Euros so now it's like what is the criteria that we're judging Mbappe on? Is it just because of his tournament performance or are we looking at his overall performance? Um, So that's what this, this year's Ballon d'Or is definitely going to raise eyebrows. But the benefit to that is that right now, we're starting to see, although we're seeing a lot of kids or players focus on scoring goals, we're also starting to see people starting to like become a little bit more appreciative of those midfielders who could do that special thing or who offer more or who could score goals, but you know, are more so focused on creating like Jude for instance, or Rodri, like, you know, in the past, like you could say, yes, a midfielder did good, but like, you don't really see a holding midfielder get caught up almost, you know, winning the on door. So I think moving forward, we're definitely gonna benefit from that. And also because as good as Mbappe is, Holland, all these kids are, bro, like they they really y- you understand it, but like they could put up the numbers, but like when you really look at it, it's like they're not competing on the same level as Cristiano and Messi really were competing on. So like yes, they have the potential to do it, but like I don't see it. I really they're gonna be great players with their own history, but they're going they're not gonna be competing. A two man race for 15 20 years is not going to happen, so we're going to be able to see a Jew Bellingham win it, maybe a Gavi win it, a Musiala winning it, a Holland winning a back to back, and yeah. then a Musiala yeah. again. So like, now we could see it hop around instead of like one nigga taking it back to the crib every year. Like, this is my youngin', this is my youngin'. Now <laughs> she's for the team, <laughs>
0: and Marcus, you guys remember. They've changed the Ballon d'Or at first. It used to be for the calendar year, but then they tried to make it for the season. But all of a sudden, what happened? Oh, we got a World Cup in the winter all of a sudden. So, oh, now this counts a part of the season. So that's how Messi can walk away with that Ballon d'Or. Because if it was a summer World Cup like he usually is, then he doesn't get all that juice. But... um,
4: I feel... I felt that uh, the test that real quick. I felt they did that so them African boys wouldn't um, get get considered when they went to AFCON for real, for real. That that because they did it the year when Salah and uh, Mane was kind of yeah, going yeah, off yep. together. Mane
0: finished third in the bone door that year, I think.
4: So just just to, to kind of echo off what Clay said, I kind of agree with you. I think like it's gonna be a wild wild west. It's kind of gonna be like how we are with the NBA. Uh, how we feel like we're going to be with the NBA after LeBron and uh, the they got the, you know, the steadfast guys leave. Who's going to be the next crop? Like, who are, is it going to be a next? Is it going to be the next uh, Ronaldo, Messi, and, and Mbappe and somebody? But we already see Jude trying to put himself in the mix. Like, what if Julian Alvarez fuck around and go to Madrid? What are he trying to put himself in the mix? Like, it's so many different situations that can happen. And now I feel like these journalists should be open, more open. They should also put, like, the requirements. They should put that out a little bit more out there so the fans know, like, this is what we're looking at to be able to know why they won the Ballon d'Or. Instead, we get these situations where we're like, what the fuck? Messi only had a fucking couple weeks, a month, a month play. Like, it's like I, I kind of feel Jamar in our chat when he spoke on Modric, like, yeah, Madrid won, I think what is it? They won their league or they won Champions League, and he was one of the best players also that year. That's the reason why he won that. Like this dude on this dude Messi real talk. They they a report showed it. You only made enter Miami go up one playoff spot and then you still didn't make the playoffs, bro. Hey, but they won like, a cup. They won a cup. Man, come on the 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 Beckham cup, the fuck out of here, man! Whoa, the, that public cut. This that, not for that cup, bro. I've
1: seen guys literally passing the ball into their net, almost. Come on, Marcus. We 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 put bread on the game. We were seeing guys scoring own goals, bro, just for Messi to go through. I'm not hearing that.
0: Brothers was asking if the ball was remote controlled. <laughs>
1: yeah, I heard Beckham was was removing guys from the team because. The guy was questioning Messi's worth ethic at practice. You feel me?
0: By the way, guys, last season, not that we care, in the league, Messi had 16 goals and 16 assists. But hey man, we saw Lacazette go crazy too. So who cares?
1: <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah,
3: it's, a
0: different story. it's a different story now. Yeah, exactly. So that's why Mbappe get out of the get out of your country now. You turn 25 next month, get out of your country because Marcus is not lying. Julian Alvarez is right there, boy. He about to be, you can consider him world-class right now. He balled in the World Cup. He balled in the Champions League. He already won Copa Libertadores for River Plate ball down there. Now he's balling in Europe. Now he's a certified starter for the best team in Europe, the best team in the world, maybe when they win the Club World Cup, if they win. So I mean, yeah, there's a lot of boys here now. So Mbappe, you better get your suitcase and get out of France now. Nah, hurry up, cause like Clay said, it's a new generation of ballers, and they hear Jude Bellingham's twenty already got more sauce than you right now. So you better hurry up, Mbappe. But uh, hey man, let's get to the end of the show. Oh,
4: okay, hold on, real quick, Dan.
0: Go ahead. My oh, bad. You
1: know, you said you see how you just said. Drew Bell, him is arriving. Alvarez is arriving. You know who really is going to, I don't want to say, but it may seem too early. But when I be saying things, people don't like to admit it until it happens. But Vinicius Jr. I'm just saying. We have a long season to go, but my boy, if you don't tighten up and really get start getting saucy on the pitch.
4: You're becoming Neymar
1: it is not as worse than Neymar to be honest cuz Neymar was still putting up
4: still influential but, instead, man still dictating games
1: <laughs> i mean we going to see bro it, but i i feel like we we already saw the the childish venetius and we've seen the growth vinicius or we've seen the puberty venetius and now we're kind of like waiting for my man to so like our right, bro you've gone to high school you've you're going through the pre certain things you gotta drop off. It's like whenever you expect him to like kind of kick off and like really hit top gear, is like he starts doing little stuff that kind of like takes the focus away from football. So I don't know, man. Drew pulled up and, and took all your spotlight. Like <laughs> we're not even midway in the season, but he just took all your sauce, took all of Rodri's sauce. So now imagine if uh, Mbappe pulls up. Or if Alvarez pulls up and they're banging in goals too like 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 Judas, yeah. He might have signed an extension, you know, yesterday or today, but yeah, anything happened in Madrid. For sure, for sure.
0: And to mention that, you know, his breakout year when they won the Champions League and won La Liga, he had 17 goals and 10 assists in the league. Then last year when, you know, the racism was getting to him, crowds around Spain are bothering him. He had 10 goals and nine assists. So you see big drop off in the goals, but the assists were almost there, you know, just one off. And now so far in eight matches, he has two goals and one assist. Now the system has changed. He's playing in a front two with Rodrigo. But he does have license to roam, so it's not like he's stuck centrally. He's on the touchline. He's on the left. And, yeah, he be getting doubled, not knowing how to get out of it. Yeah, he, he doesn't look the same right now. So he definitely needs to lock in before, before he gets removed from that club. Because, you know, Florentino doesn't care, bro. He doesn't he doesn't <laughs> hold favorites.
1: I mean, look what he did to Renato, bro. He said no Brad, Goodbye. Yeah man, but uh
0: Clay, this what's your champagne move of
1: the week, man? Yeah, man, it's a very, very specific joint. It was when early in Holland he he just cleared the runway for for a uh what's his name? Um Damn young dude from um from city he just cleared the path from like yeah, go ahead and get your knee slide in there, you know, when they embarrass uh United 3 0.
0: <laughs> uh, man, I'm trying to remember his name. Damn, too many games have had too many things have happened since then. My brain is I'm a-
1: saying, "God, yeah, we just talked about him too." Yeah, the Wonder Kid from Doku. No, 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 other one. What the other one? Hey. Foden.
3: Phil, Phil Foden. Oh yeah, Foden.
1: yeah, Foden. Foden. Foden.
0: Hey, man, I don't think about him as a Wonder Kid anymore. His son got an Instagram page, man. What's going man,
1: on? He's gonna your son has more sauce than Marcus Rashford. Uh, Marcus, what's your
0: champagne move of the week?
4: Um, I'm gonna get my move of the week. I'm i I'm gonna start flipping this. I'm gonna get my. I'm gonna do performances. I'm gonna go with Ryan versus Toliso. That boy was gliding in the in the pitch. Okay, I like that. The boy B got the long legs. Dude try to close him down. He real shifty. And then he he giving those those very odd looking nice passes. So I'm 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 giving the champagne performance.
0: All right. I like that. I like that. My champagne move of the week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go something different, man. A little, a little different. My champagne move of the week is yesterday, man. <laughs> KD. He was moving hot, you know, got doubled. They took the ball from him. Keldon Johnson, game-winning layup right there. I was like, hey man, how do you guys choke a 20-point lead? But hey, I'll break that (laughs) down even more tomorrow, ring culture. But that's my champagne move of the week, man. Shout out to the Spurs playing hard. And I already (laughs) said, yeah, (laughs) I already said my champagne goal of the week was. Darwin Nunes, because, oh, my God. Klatus, I don't know if you've seen it yet. That first touch was disgusting. I almost threw my phone. It was so terrible. He might have the worst first touch I've seen from a striker
4: ever, maybe. It's worse than Lukaku?
0: Yes, it's worse than Lukaku because, oh, my God. He almost lost the ball out of bounds, and he was isolated. (laughs) But, hey, because the right back wasn't there, he was able to collect the ball drive directly at it and shoot a swirling rocket up the post man i couldn't believe it i was like yeah that's the dichotomy of darwin nunez he's ugly but he's a baller <laughs> so shout out darwin nunez man but uh, what's your champagne goal of the week marcus
4: hey man <laughs> i guess this could have been my move also matt turner mo Salah. Shit was beautiful for me. For Matt Turner, you might be on the street real soon, son. Don't come out that box no more. Don't come out that box. You can't judge the ball, bruh. Sala played the ball past him. Light work.
0: Yeah, man. Claytis. Champagne Gold of Week.
1: Yeah, I'm going to give it to England's captain, Harry Kane, that's playing at Bayern Munich in Germany, scored in the halfway line. Yeah, that joint was focused. My man got that joint looked up and just said, ding, calm and collective.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: man. It's nice how you and Harry Kane are getting along. It's only two trophies hey, to play for and left, though.
1: It's okay, man. We're, we're going to remove the cancer soon. It's okay.
0: <laughs> oh, man. All right, in the club, all stars. I'll start it off. I'm in the club with uh, some rappers that I found from D.C. recently. I showed Marcus and Cletus, El Cousteau, and Sideshow. You guys are the best D.C. rappers I've heard since Young, Gleesh, and Fat Trail. They give me a unique, different perspective and style. I like it. I'm also bringing Mohamed Kudus in the club after cooking Arsenal. I'm also bringing Erling Haaland in the club. Yeah, they gave you uh, Striker of the Year. But that's another propaganda award, if you guys notice, because we already have that. It's called the European Golden Shoe. But that's not associated with the Ballon d'Or. So now we're going to make up the Gerd Muller Striker of the Year. Rest in peace, Gerd Muller. But y'all didn't give him that name. Y'all didn't <laughs> have that name on top until he passed away. So that's a little whatever but hey shout out to all the people balling and i'm also gonna bring in the atlanta falcons why don't y'all come in the club man because y'all got tyler heineke starting good luck
4: wow why did you take mine bruh i was about to say bro we we want i got a list i'm let me run it down (laughs) um i got arthur smith because of that answer you gave today but you sound like arthur blanks took your goddamn dignity (laughs) <laughs> he told your ass that Taylor Heineken is starting. We got Taylor, you're gonna be on goddamn seltzer because you got to start on Sunday against them Vikings. Um, Desmond Ritter, you can come in there because you got concussion protocol, um, or you might don't, we don't know. Uh, Francis, we got you in the cub because you got robbed in that fight. Um, we got oh, yeah, yeah. De, uh, DeJounte Murray. For his forty for the thirty nine piece, and we in that thing getting drunk, man, we out.
0: <laughs> Clayton, who you in the club with?
1: Yeah, man, we gonna be in a club, for my man. Walk talks one year since he's been passed away, so you know he's gonna go for a while. Um, yeah, man, for for I'm gonna bring whole NSU everybody from homecoming, you know. We gonna relive that since you wasn't out there. We gonna relive that. So yeah, I was, I was, I
0: should have been there, but then I got sick because I was misbehaving at Howard Homecoming. That's another story for another day.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was, I was ready to go. I was ready to go Saturday morning, Friday night too, fro fro. But nice nah, it's cold.
0: Ah oh. oh, man, Marcus, you didn't go to Homecoming this year.
4: No, sir. But that's a different discussion. Uh, yeah.
1: Home-
4: that's yeah. an off the record.
1: Oh. Yeah.
4: Um, no, no must
3: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. I was at Howard Homecoming, moving hot. You know how that joint is. One way in, one way out. People hopping yeah. fences. Police was extra crazy because DC is on fire right now. Can't even drink because it's a dry campus. So you got to sneak lick around like you're a little kid. It was geeky, uh. but it was funny. I only went because Norfolk State was playing in the football game. So I was at the tailgate parlaying with some homies. They told me to come through. A couple of them went to Howard. A couple of them went to Norfolk State. You already know HBCU love up here in Nova and the DMV. So it was cool to go kick it with them. Norfolk State was winning, and I was feeling good. Then we lost, and I had to I had to tuck in my, my NSU gear, okay? Love.
1: Yeah, reminiscent of the past. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you had to put that jacket on fast, but yeah, because I had my chest out, that's how I was getting cold and stuff. I was feeling sick, but luckily I'm feeling better now. So, uh, champagne soccer. It's been a great episode. Claytis, we might have to, if you don't mind, Claytis, do you want, do you guys want to look through the Ballon d'Or results winners of for the 21st century? Or, what, the last 15 years, however y'all want to do it, and we can break down each winner individually and see if we agree.
1: Yeah, we, we can. That could be Marcus, something fun
0: we do next week.
1: Yeah, I know Marcus is going to be out here soon, too, so we could definitely all do that, Drum, make, like, a special event, special, you know, episode. Yeah, like that, that could
0: be a special edition episode for sure. That'll be dope. Because, yeah, we, yeah, we need to crack. We need to figure this out. We need to make this award matter again because it's it's getting ridiculous. But.
1: I'm, t- I'm tired of the bribery. I'm going to need to call this some accountants <laughs> stop a step Yeah, it's getting out of hand, man. But like, That true. boy, he worked hard. We deserve that. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: man. But hey, for Ephraim, Anthony, Marcus, Cletus, this is Dan and we're Champagne Soccer. We're going to holler at y'all next time. But before we go, what we got to do, Marcus?
4: Man, keep them pinkies up, man. We out.